Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, May 11, 2021. Our bit today is taken from Luke chapter 19, verse 10, which says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, friends, welcome to another beautiful day in the life. Give thanks and praise that we opened two of our most valuable presents this morning. Those are our eyes. And if you don't believe, you should give thanks for that, for what seems a simple action, but what's truly an overwhelming and most pleasurable gift. Then (laughs) just check the orbits and see how many of us didn't open our eyes this beautiful morning. And furthermore, if you can see the beautiful world around you, see your beautiful spouse, your children, family and friends, then you should be even more thankful because many of us who opened our eyes couldn't see any of the beauty around us. And there are plenty of other things and actions which seem so normal to us that we should be extremely grateful for because many others don't have those things or can't do those actions. So my people, every day we awaken and can see, walk, talk, laugh and love with a roof over our heads and bread on our tables. Thanksgiving and praise ought to rise loudly from our mouths hearts, and souls. And then we ought to think about those who can't do what we can do or don't have what we have and consider how we can help them in their daily journey that's not as easy and blessed as ours. Yes, as sincere followers of Jesus, some portion of our time, of our day, should be set aside for helping others in whatever way we can. Remember how Jesus described his purpose on earth? In Luke, when he surprises everyone and eats with Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who is so touched by Jesus' attention that he repents and promises to restore fourfold whatever he has wrongfully gained. Then Jesus then tells him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And that comes from Luke 19, 9-10. And the scholars offer this explanation of verse 10. They say, the word seek save and lost all appear elsewhere in scripture in a shepherd context. This verse may be taken as a kernel statement of the central theme of Luke. Jesus is the compassionate searching herdsman who seeks to save those who can by no means save themselves. Consequently, my fellow believers in Christ, We ought to help those who can't help themselves. 
because that's what Jesus desires and expects of us? Meanwhile, Mark tells us about a time when Jesus was eating in his house with the disciples and plenty sinners or those so lowly that the supposedly pious but hypocritical Jews of the time would have avoided. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans or tax collectors and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And that comes from Mark 2, verses 16 to 17. Yes, friends, that's what Jesus was about, helping the sick and lonely, the poor and downtrodden, those in need of help in whatever area or areas they needed whatever part of their earthly existence. He came to heal, love, and forgive. And being his followers, we need to not only have the same attitude, but also put it to work, action it like he did. For it is only when we action our faith that we truly show the love of Christ. And on the Bible Hub, dot com website i found this interesting pulpit commentary on verse 17 above there it says as the physician is not infected by the disease of the patient but rather overcomes it and drives it from him so it is no disgrace but rather an honor to the physician to associate himself with the sick and so much the more, the greater the sickness. So that is a, so, <laughs> I'm laughing here. So that it is as though Christ said, I who am sent from heaven by the Father, that I might be the physician of the souls of sinners. I'm not defiled by their sins and spiritual diseases when I converse with them, but rather, I cure and heal them, which is a like for my glory and for their good, and so much the more, the greater their sins. For I am the physician of sinners, not their companions, but you, scribes and Pharisees, are not the physicians, but the companions of sinners, and so you are contaminated. Nevertheless, you desire to be taught righteous and holy, and therefore I do not associate with you. One, because the whole, that means people like you, who think yourselves to be whole, need not the spiritual physician. And two, because your insincerity and hypocrisy are an offense to me. That's why I was laughing before, friends, because I knew what was coming up. That, that sounds just like a skating remark that Jesus would make to the hypocritical, self-righteous, upper-crust Jews. But my brethren, 
as disciples of Christ, we must do our best not to have those terms associated with us. That means we need to do what we say, practice what we preach, because if we make all kinds of promises and speeches in Jesus' name and then don't fulfill them, we're only giving the enemy more ammunition with which to embarrass and pull down or destroy the organization that Jesus is trying to build, namely his church. And that brings us to this anecdote of Jesus in Matthew, where he's telling his disciples about the greatest in heaven being those humble like a child, and goes on to tie them in with a story on the lost sheep. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray? Doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if it be that he find it, where verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray? Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. And that comes from Matthew 18, 11 to 14. And believe me, friends, it's not only the little ones that our Heavenly Father doesn't want to see perish, no? but also the big ones. So let's take some time today and ponder on all that we have read and said now, and with God's help, try and come up higher like we so desperately need to do, my people. Now, let's go home proclaiming. <laughs> Note, I didn't say declaring because I just tired spelling declaring wrong. Let's go home proclaiming our Tuesday mantra as one strong and sincere voice. In God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I'm the beloved of God. That's who I am. No one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. And the obvious consequences to all of that. Why? going out and sharing the marvelous love and friendship of Christ with unfortunate others. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Our wolves crying out for help, healing, friendship, and love. Please respond positively. And do we ever need to do that, friends? Respond positively to all the problems that are confronting our world right now. So let's think on all of that now and do what Jesus expects us to do. We pray this in his name. Amen.